Blog Talk Radio. It's the Roman Show for the week of November 20th. We welcome the vocalist of War Within, Spencer, who lets us know what's going on with the band and talk a little bit about their latest work. This plus much more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly, guidance, Surgeon, go. Go. GNC, we're going. Go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Alright everyone, we are getting ready for Thanksgiving weekend. Gonna eat some turkey, pumpkin. All that good stuff, but uh, we're ready to rock and roll here this Thanksgiving game week. I'm Rodolfo Roman, your host, and on the other end, my co-host, Mr. George Alonzo, the dashing one. What's up, George? Not much. Just here enjoying a very tasty, very flavorful pumpkin spice margarita. I thought you were going to say like a turkey-flavored margarita, but thank goodness it's a pumpkin spice margarita. That's a lot better than a turkey one. No, 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 no. I'm not that disgusting. Even though it was a, it was a sampling, and and I did taste it, and it tasted just like a stuffed turkey. But, but no, my chef made me a pumpkin spice. Yeah, I don't know where you try these things. All right, George, we're lots to talk about here on this program of the Roman Show for the week of November twentieth. We're pretty much coming to the end of this year, so you got to finish off strong. So let's talk real briefly here, December ninth. Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. Wrestling returns to Sweetwater for the first time in how many years, uh, George? Ten years? Over ten years? George, you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry. My, my line just got cut off. I'm, I'm so mm. sorry. You and your technical difficulties here in in your studio, Mr. Roman. You have, you have to get it fixed I when guess. it comes to your... God, what was your question again? How many years... Since uh, there there has been wrestling in Sweetwater. Oh, it's been over 15 years, Mr. Roman. Over 15 years that we haven't had pro wrestling in the city of Sweetwater. Wow, just amazing. And you're going to be able to see free wrestling December 9th right there in the city of Sweetwater, 250 Northwest 114th Avenue. And, uh, you know, next what the next two weeks, uh, we'll be featuring some of the talent that will be on the card, including Chris Silvio will be part of that great matchup and it's absolutely free all you have to do is head on over to eventbrite.com look up Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest and get your tickets to secure your seat and seats are going by quickly George oh yeah over a hundred tickets have been reserved already and I can't explain to you how many people are going to probably be waiting at the door just to get into this event you got 10 main event caliber matches including now, which I'm announcing exclusively here on The Roman Show, a miniature, uh, should I say, a mini-tournament come December 9th with now the U.S. title tournament and the U.S. title holder being declared on December. 
December the 9th. Of course, now you're wondering what matches are going to be part of this uh, tournament, uh, George. Well, of course, I have the answer here for you. You have ERA, Ernest R. Alexander, making his in-ring return to Miami, Florida, going against Europe's own and WXW's own, the young lion, Alexander James, is one of the tournament matches. And then the other one, of course, you got WXW Superstar, and the one guy that everyone compares to a younger Taz, I'm talking about Vertigo, the Cure Rivera, will be going against the Southern Tournament, uh, the great Southern Tournament winner in Ray Fury. So guys, the winner of those two matches will fight on later on the show to declare the first ever Sweetwater United States champion. You don't want to miss it December 9th. Get your tickets right now at eventbrite.com. With that said, let's kick off things here into Reality Check and talk some pro wrestling. And now, it's time to give you a well, George, uh, I'm not sure if you got to see this, but Cody Rhodes, uh, if you want to say, welcomed Arrow's Stephen Ammo to the Bullet Club. He was like uh, an honorary member uh, over the weekend, the Ring of Honor. Uh, of course, it sees that these two kept their relationship going after they worked together in the WWE when they wrestled each other back uh, during SummerSlam, which is pretty neat to see that interaction between, you know, Hollywood and pro wrestling. And then there's a lot of that transition or a lot of that uh, uh, friendship between Hollywood uh, movie actors or movie actresses involved or being fans with the WWE or pro wrestling in general. Well, as far as that is concerned, they even came out with a t-shirt known as the Vigilante Club yeah. uh, for for uh, Stephen Amell. You know, and it's funny because every single time someone either has an affiliation with Cody, an affiliation with the Young Bucks, an affiliation with this, or even gets released from the WWE, the first thing they want to see them do is affiliate themselves with the Bullet Club. So that comes to show you that I feel like the Bullet Club is the new clique. Because it's not saying that the clique has been disbanded or, or has been forgotten. I'm just saying, like, I remember when back in the 1990s when the clique was uh, formed, you know, a lot of people got in trouble for that. Hence the exit of Hall and Nash. And hence the NWO, which was kind of like a reference to the clique. Right. Now it makes you feel like, hey, is the Bullet Club the new clique in the world of professional wrestling? Is the Bullet Club the, the, the group to join now that, hey, you're no longer in the WWE or I'm affiliated with so-and-so? Is this the group? I have to say yes. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. If you're, part, if you're no longer involved with the WWE and you're a big star and you leave for whatever reason, or if you're the hottest star in wrestling, there's no doubt. The Bullet Club is going to try... To bring you in, they're gonna scout the top talent, um, and it's the latest, hottest thing. I mean, it, you can see the crossover just over uh, uh, Survivor Series when Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor were in the Survivor Series match. Everybody's screaming out, "Too sweet, too sweet!" 
You know, and that's a reference of the Bullet Club. So you can see how much they have made of an impact in pro wrestling. Well, let me kind of uh, correct you in that statement. It's not that you have to be the best in the business because you don't really have to be the best. Oh, but more worth attention. You get more attention. Well, yeah. You you could be also entertaining because apparently there's a picture floating around saying that James Ellsworth is joining the Bullet Club. I saw that. I saw that. So, and of course, a lot of people label James Ellsworth as not as the best wrestler of all time, but they surely will label him as one of the most entertaining. Now, but do you really honestly think that they're going to welcome him to the pull? I mean, it'd be funny. of the Bullet Club. Uh, I think it'd be funny as hell. Alright, switching gears, let's talk about NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series. In my opinion, we had a discussion here, George. I give, no, by far, NXT TakeOver a better show than Survivor Series. My top pick there was the four-way dance, you know, uh, the women's, for the women's uh, NXT title. I thought it was very entertaining, very exciting, and all the women there really brought it to the table. Now, some are saying that the reason why he won the belt, that he didn't really anticipate to win that night, and it came about because McIntyre injured his, uh, his bicep, uh, is what they're saying, but it seems like this was planned, that this was, this was set up already, you know, uh, right before. Shocking, uh, very surprising. I, I want to say that um, he is the first NXT Hispanic champion. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's. It, I, I, he had I Shinsuke, it was Japanese, but 
Everyone else, yeah, Balor, uh, yeah, Neville, Zane, Owens. But yeah, there's technically never been a Hispanic champion. Yeah, he he would no. be he would be the first NXT Hispanic champion to to win that title. Yeah, 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 he would have. And, and let me tell you something. What a great place to win it too in Houston, Texas, yes. which pretty much have have that borderline with Mexico, where Andrade Cienfuegos created a legacy over there. So it's it, let me tell you something. Andrade is very well known in Texas and Mexico, and that was the right place for him to win it. And he is a great talent, you know. Unfortunately, they haven't really let him be, but when when they let him. He really brings it to the table, and the guy is definitely a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, both champions from both SmackDown and Raw, definitely a classic to watch, George. Oh, yeah, yeah. and for those people that were saying, oh, this match is going to be a squash, I'm going to just skip it. No, it was not a squash. It was the complete opposite of a squash. Um and personally, I I feel like it's one of the most entertaining Brock Lesnar matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I really, really advise everyone, whether you're a Brock Lesnar fan or AJ Styles fan, to go watch it because it was phenomenal. No pun intended. Very, very phenomenal. All right, George, we're going to talk a little bit now to Spencer, the vocalist of A War Within. They just released. Uh, a couple of new songs, also some um, cover songs. Uh, and you can check out right there on the RomanShow.com for more information. But coming up next, Spencer of A War Within. They released an album last year, and they're working on more new stuff. Check them out right now, coming up on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, at The Roman Show, and on Instagram, Roman Show Media. Well, on the line, you have to make sure you get yourself on Facebook or on uh, streaming services such as Spotify and check out this band, A War Within. They just released their latest single, Where the Lines Are Drawn. And right now we have on the program, vocalist of War Within, Spencer. How are you, Spencer? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Awesome, man. I can't complain. You know, I'm loving the song. I'm loving where the lines are drawn. I'm loving the video. Uh, what has been the feedback so far, man? Uh, you know what? It's it's a little bit of a mixed reviews from our fans just because it's not as heavy as some of the stuff that we've done before. Right. But I think people really dig the catchiness and then the growth that we've come along as a band. Uh, with little do they know, we have some other heavier songs in the works, but... Uh, we definitely thought that this was a good song to kind of come out strong with new material to just kick it off with. And uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we've done well. We've done well on YouTube as well, and uh, we've been we've been focusing really hard trying to grow our uh, our YouTube and as well as our Spotify. So we're getting a good response with it. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Forget the haters. Listen, I, I like that whole combination with the motor metal core bands, and they go from the heavy to the low. Promises is one of my favorites that you guys have. That that you oh, see yeah. that 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 balance of the heavy uh, and, and the emotional part. It, it, it's it's really cool. I like it because of the vocalist that allows you to to show what you got. Can you tell me a little bit about that that song itself? Promises. How how did it come about? Uh, it basically. Um, at least the meaning behind the song was just kind of, you know, everybody has, I mean, if once you live to a certain point of your life, you always uh, come across someone who uh, basically, you know, does you wrong. They're, they're good friends or, you know, there's someone close to you and, uh, you know, things, things just happen to go wrong. Usually it's family or something like that. You know, family is always the last thing that always seems to uh, kind of hold true. But I mean, you know, people aren't perfect, but that's kind of how that song goes and when we wrote it we wanted to make something like kind of very you know as heavy as we could go while still keeping our melodic you know in your face attitude and um just just definitely have have something that we know that the people would like uh when it goes over live uh people sing that bridge part that's in there uh and everybody usually moshes to that song so mm-hmm. we, we wanted to like hit all all the bases in one song mm-hmm. and that's and that's pretty much what we achieved with that one now, since your first album back in 2014, well, how would you say that the, the band has evolved? You know, what? Uh, it's it's been a crazy roller coaster uh, from our first album to now. Uh, we kind of started as this like it was like a offshoot alternative rock band, and now it's just like uh, <clears throat> considering it wasn't the first vocalist that that was on that album uh, since I we did the second album. Uh, I just feel like that's that's kind of what I'm focusing on, our songwriting skills, um, just trying to get better as a vocalist and just as musicians. Uh, it's, it's, I, feel, I feel like only being a vocalist for about two years is kind of uh, like I've, I've achieved a lot in such a short period of time and I've still got so much more, so much more to go. As well as everybody else in the band, uh, we've, we've kind of all stepped it up in our little perspective, little niches about you know, on the music side as well as the business side, but uh, this is definitely by far the best team that we've had so far. Spencer, you talk about becoming a better singer. What are some of the things that you have been doing since you became the vocalist of A War Within? Well, definitely when I first started, uh, I just didn't have good control. I didn't, I didn't have the basics right, and I didn't quite know it at the time. Uh, but over the over the couple months that I started, they're like, all right. That, that decision, uh, you know, it's okay, uh, this is not going to be as good as I am. I'm going to get better. Uh, I pretty much just dove headfirst into, I pretty much started with vocal exercises and, you know, working on breath and pitch control. Uh, and then I worked my way on to uh, just working on the tone, like, you know, that good old rubber plant or okay. for the new for the newer kids, <laughs> um, uh, Ollie Sykes. Oh, and, uh, right. the vocalist, the uh-huh. vocalist from like North Lane and Architects, kind of yeah. giving that like heavier tone to it, which some of the newer songs will have. Uh, also, just uh, working on runs, everything that I could think of and find, I, I, I still to this day want to improve. Uh, I feel like a voice is so versatile that there's so much it can do, and I, there's yet that I can still do with it. Well, I think I saw some of your versatility in the tribute you did for uh, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Where you, it's like a nine-minute video, and you take on several hits of Lincoln Park that you did. 
yeah, I had I had so much fun doing that cover. It was it was a very emotional like record when I put it together. Um, I did a song from each of their seven albums, uh, just about like a minute, maybe a minute and a half clip, and uh, just the kind of like the skills that he had just over the years. Um, like I, I feel like just doing uh, that set of songs together, like I. Uh, the last song I did on his last album, One More Light, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I sing it kind of more like intimately and beautifully. And that's something I tried to do on one of the songs that we just recorded, and I couldn't do it at the time. So it was like a good practice, good. I feel like I found it. I haven't quite dialed it in yet, but um, same same with like the heavier tones, like with when I did In the End. Uh, I, I feel just myself getting more solid on it, and, and with Chester, it's like that was one thing that he could nail, like his heavy tone vocal, like his scream singing or whatever you want to call it, like he did in the first couple albums. And uh, I mean, you, you really see it as because doing that cover, definitely, I I wasn't as well knowledgeable of their older stuff, like the stuff. I'm sorry, the stuff that just came out, right. the stuff in their in their catalog that's more recent. And I didn't. I just didn't realize like the the um, the diversity in his vocals until I did this. So it it helped me grow as a vocalist just to kind of you know uh, be inspired by him. And you talk about covers. We're talking about obviously the Lincoln Park cover that you did, but you guys have covered other songs, the poppy songs like uh, "Shape of You" of Ed Sheeran and uh, "Can't Stop the Feeling." Uh, from Justin Timberlake, and I've seen there's a trend of a lot of bands doing these covers. Mind you, I, I think it's great. Some of the covers are better than the actual song. But is there an art to it? Is there something that a, that a band says, okay, we got to do this so it can set us apart? Because funny as it is, I, I you know when I work out, I, I try to listen to to you know the heaviest stuff and all of that stuff. But for some reason, I like the pop music. So I always tell myself, well, is there a heavy song to that pop song? So ironically, I was looking for a shape of of you and there's like a ton of covers uh, on Spotify of heavy metal shape of you so what is the secret to uh, for a cover to be successful well me personally I feel uh, like uh, so many artists have done covers before like in fact some of the uh, I can't think of one right now but I know that there's covers out there uh, like uh, I forget who did it uh, but a couple David Bowie songs I didn't even realize that David Bowie wrote or the Beatles usually mm -hmm. is pretty popular They'll write a song and then somebody will cover it and then you'll be like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was not their song. Like, you don't even realize their covers sometimes. Uh, I feel like what kind of sets that apart is to just, um, you, you stick to, me personally, I like to stick to something that is different from what the original is just because it'll be a good way to get your mind out of it. And at the end of the day, uh, this this is a good song already that you're trying to put together. So you're just trying to just enhance it. What you enjoy about it, uh, I feel like not necessarily going further away is better, but kind of like doing a dedication to the song. Like uh, I've I've heard some covers of some songs where they like completely hardcore it out, and it's I feel like it just doesn't do it doesn't do the song as justice. It's kind of more like a gimmick. Like oh look at that, it's a hardcore band doing a a pop cover, but uh, I think if you hold some truth to the original song and you do your own spin on it, people always seem to enjoy it because, you know, as I say, it's it's a song that was already good before. So uh, if you do it justice, people will people will enjoy yours as well. Right. So you have the single, Where the Lines Are Drawn. 
Can we expect a, a new album or an EP later this year or early next year? What, what is the status? As far as a new album, uh, right now we have a couple songs released, or we have a couple songs recorded, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, we're, we're basically in talks with labels right now. We're trying to get it on the, like, we're trying to get the next album for sure on a label. Um, we haven't pulled any triggers yet. So what we might just do is just keep releasing the, the rest of the five that we have. And, uh, I mean, we pretty much have already have another album ready to go. Um, but a- as a new album, we're not sure when we're going to see that come to light specifically as, as a package deal. We, we, we've been talking about it. And we've been enjoying making the music videos. We pretty much put them together ourselves, wow. come up with as creative ideas as we can for, you know, as cheap as we can, of course. <laughs> um, but ma- make sure that it's visually appealing. And uh, with an album, it just takes, like, you're kind of taking out some of that aspect. And we want to kind of, you know, put everything we got into each song. Uh, and with with that, we feel like a music video kind of does it justice. People like music videos. They'd rather do that than streams or lyric videos. So as far as an album, we're just going to kind of keep writing out the songs we have. And then once we're done with that, we'll sit back and reassess. So. And maybe in another six months or a year, we'll we'll figure out if we'll have an album coming out or not. Now touring, I see you guys have got, you got a couple of tours later this month. Uh, you're gonna finish off the year strong touring wise, and also kick it off in the new year. Uh, we do we do have a couple tour dates coming up. Uh, we've been kind of taking a, a slowdown as far as the touring is going, just because of what happened last year at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. We kind of ran into some issues. Uh, just kind of broke the bank just with some bad fortune and uh, I think the plan is that we'll come back out strong next year and do more touring as a, as you know as spring comes around or you know the winter like comes to an end uh, <clears throat> as far as 2017 we're putting together more shows and more tour dates but we're kind of keeping them on the minimum just so we can focus on these songs and uh, I don't want to say like getting on the label is our priority, but uh, we're just trying to grow the band via these new tracks because it's been a hot minute since we've uh, released some music. So, Well, Spencer, I want to thank you so much. Check out uh, the band uh, War Within on Facebook. By the way, loving the merchandise. You got some great T-shirts there for sale. Uh, you can find more details on the band's website, awwmusic.com. And again, make sure to check out their latest uh, video for where the lines are drawn on Facebook or YouTube or on Spotify. Make sure you stream uh, their two albums that they got and, of course, a couple of singles, including The Shape of You of Ed Sheeran to cover and uh, Can't Stop the Feeling from Justin Timberlake as well. You can listen to that. Spencer, thanks so very much for your time, man, and make sure you add South Florida there to your calendar next year. We want to see you guys down here. Of course, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. Till next time. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, well, it's now time to talk to Mixed Martial Arts. And uh, kind of quiet over the weekend. We did, we did see Verdum uh, come out winning. Uh, a different Verdum. He's already aging. He's in his 40s already. Uh, not the, the type of Verdum that's throwing these flying knees and uh, really unpredictable maneuvers but he won fair and square it was a win by decision and of course 
you have the win, the victory by Visa Verdun, but the real talk is this whole thing about when he attacked Colby Covington and hit him with a boomerang. In fact, he made fun of it and posted something on social media. I couldn't really understand because he spoke Portuguese, but it seems he went up to someone and he purchased or asked, you know, which is the best boomerang to use uh, to hit people, uh, which is pretty funny, pretty entertaining. But now Colby Covington has gone on uh, social media, or in an interview actually, he stated that allegedly uh, Verdum uh, hit Covington, and Verdum apparently said, I'm going to kill you. Um, so, you know, in, in a heated situation like this, you know, tensions are going to get high, people are going to get really upset. And this is the whole deal. Now Kobe Covington is trying to stay away from a little bit from the whole fiasco and uh, focus on getting a title shot. And that is the title shot against Tyron Woodley, the current welterweight champion. But I, I, I just think, George, in my opinion, I think that Kobe Covington is trying too hard to be the next Conor McGregor. You need to be Conor. Let Conor, Conor be Conor. Uh, just to you, Kobe Covington. It seems like he's just trying a little bit too hard to get attention. Uh, especially in the fight game. You know, it's a whole different ball game here, man. Well, Mr. Roman, can you blame the guy? If, if you are basically the number one draw in any sport, you always want to be that guy because with draw comes money. So, and, and with money comes the spotlight. So can you blame the guy? Yes, there's only one Conor McGregor, and no one can ever replace him or ever duplicate him. But, you know, I can't blame the guy if he's trying to be like him. I can't. You know, because, Mr. Roman, I'm sorry, but let me ask you something, because, of course, you're in the journalism business. Uh, There, of course, is two different subjects. It's two different, you know, venues and everything. But... As we all know, Howard Stern is one of the meccas of the journalism business. He's one of the people that say, hey, I'm, I'm, I make radio famous. Because, and with that comes the spotlight and with that comes the money. Do you ever want to try to be like him? I don't want to be exactly like him, but I want to take the best of him and, you know, make it into my own. You know, and Howard Stern is obviously one of the best interviews, in my opinion, that I know of. But, but that's uh, what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Covington is trying to do the same. He's trying to do. He's trying to pick at Conor McGregor's best assets and almost be like it. Conor McGregor has never hit anyone with a freaking boomerang. Okay. No, yeah, and just got carried away with a stupid boomerang. <laughs> so, so, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no one. He's never hit. hit Colby Covington, again, he's trying to vouch. He's trying to get that title shot. Uh, the currently right now, the welterweight title, which currently right now is held 
by Tyron Whitley. Let's see what takes place. I want to give a little rundown quickly here of what's taking place this weekend. You have the UFC hosting an event in Shanghai, China. That's going to air live on UFC Fight Pass at 7 a.m. And the main event is going to be Kelvin Gastelum versus Michael Bisping. Kelvin was actually scheduled to fight uh, Anderson Silva, but Anderson Silva got popped. Uh, so Bisping is a replacement, which in my opinion, um, for Gastelum that is, uh, it's, it's a better fight uh, because this is just the guy that was holding the middleweight title. So he's just he's, he's fighting uh, uh, the, the former champion, Anderson Silva, of course, a great phenomenal champion uh, in the UFC. But let's face it here. I mean, he, he hasn't been champion for quite some time. He's, been, he's had his ups and downs with a whole uh, failing test for the USADA. So Michael Bisping for Kelvin Gastelum. If Kelvin Gastelum were to defeat Michael Bisping, that is a huge deal. This is the Michael Bisping that lost to uh, Georgia St. Pierre for the title. But for Kelvin to win a, a, a fight over Michael Bisping, I mean, it, it definitely means a lot for this young guy. So let's check that out this weekend. UFC Fight Pass, 7 a.m. on November 25th. And lastly, I want to give a little quick rundown of what happened. Titan FC this past weekend. Jose Shorty Torres defeated Gleetson de Jesus for the Titan FC Bantamweight title. And uh, Gustavo Eddie Ballard, the Olympian, uh, defeated his opponent, um, Marcelo Castañeda, uh, in a very, very exciting fight. If you have UFC Fight Pass, head on over and watch it. Trust me, this is three rounds of just trading blows, nonstop. You'll thank me later. And Hatch Munfield becomes the Titan FC lightweight champion. And they are back. December 15th, Titan FC will return to the Charles F. Dodge City Center in Pembroke Pines. Uh, tickets will be on sale very soon, but that's right, December 15th, Titan FC returns with the last show of 2017. Uh, and we'll get ready for 2018. Well, with that being said, George, uh, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thanksgiving is around the corner. It's time to eat some turkey, man. Yeah, and now I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my pumpkin spice margarita, and I'm going to enjoy this time off, uh, because right now, my friend, I'm looking at a glass that's half full, and it's calling my name. Yes, sir, you got it, and again, we'll come back next week here. Uh, we're going to welcome uh, Chris Silvio, who is part of the Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. He'll be joining us next week. And, boy, who, who do we have here? Let me just check here. We have so many uh, coming up uh, guests. So many that I can't even uh, announce, George. We have so many things happening here in the Roman Show. And, by the way, I want to let you know to follow us on our social media accounts. That's at the Roman Show on Twitter and on Instagram, Roman Show Media. Same thing there on Facebook, Roman Show Media. And head on over to our YouTube account, because in our YouTube account, we have an interview with Christopher Daniels of Ring of Honor, who speaks about his latest comic book. George, he is a huge Marvel fan. This guy loves Marvel movies. He's talking about how he saw Thor, um, but not a DC fan. He, he, DC is kind of like, eh. I mean, how can you discriminate, man? <laughs> well, I'm a nerd in general, so basically I love both. 
But, you know, one thing I have to say is that Marvel is so far drowning out the DC movies. I can't, I can't hold back the obvious. Yeah, well, I can't wait. I got to see somehow, some way. I got to check out that Justice League. But Snoop Strikes joins us here on the Roman Show next week as well. We got Chris Silvio, Snoop Strikes. Uh, the, he is the ACW Cruiserweight Champion. will be joining us here on the Roman Show. With that being said, we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we are thankful for you to listening on the program, following us on our social media accounts. And well, you know the saying, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. We'll catch you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.